for tapes, CDs, DVDs, to our publication, Voices from His Excellent Glory, Declaring the Kingdom, write P.O. Box 21516, Hot Springs, Arkansas, Zip 71903. Our website is www.lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com and lhbconline.com. There are hundreds of free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home. This is the 2021 Lake Hamilton Bible Camp July Virtual Zoom Meeting. Deborah Bales is hosting this meeting with Lake Hamilton Bible Camp's director, Mira Miller. This is Friday evening, July 16, 2021. Randy Ritchie is the speaker of the evening teaching on love. Hallelujah. Well, we want to welcome you all on tonight on behalf of Lake Hamilton Bible Camp. I'm Deborah Vales. It's an honor to be here on behalf of Brother Merle and Sister Barbara and all of the staff of Lake Hamilton Bible Camp. We pray that the Lord will bless you uh, as you uh, come in. We thank God for all of you that are on already. Praise the Lord. We thank God for the presence of the Lord that is already here. Praise God. And God is so good. He is so kind. He is so loving. Hallelujah. Truly the Lord is worthy to be praised tonight. And I just thank God for uh, the opportunity. We love all of you. And we just pray that you will be blessed and ministered to tonight in a special way. We thank God for our speaker tonight, Brother Randy Ritchie. Praise the Lord. He will be sharing the word in just a moment. Father, we just thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace and your kindness and that we do belong to you. And we thank you, Lord, that you chose us. And apart from you, we can do nothing. But you promised that you wouldn't even leave us as an orphan, that the Holy Ghost was sent. The Holy Ghost would come, and the Holy Spirit is here. And we thank you, Lord, that you're an ever-present help in times of need, and your name is the strong tower the righteous run into and are safe. And, And, Lord, we just thank you. For the anointing that destroys yokes, anointings to teach, anointings to hear, anointings to learn. Thank you for the children's bread, which is deliverance. Thank you that you are the binder of the wounds, the healer of broken hearts. And, Lord, I just thank you. You said if we lack wisdom, we can call on you. So I thank you for wisdom for tonight and that you grant it. And I'm thanking you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus is enough for everybody, everyone who will. Your blood, Lord, is powerful. There's nothing like the blood of the Lamb of God. And, Lord, every one of us, if we run to you, we get a bath. <laughs> and so, Lord, we thank you. I do. And I, as Tim and Merrill, we confess all of our sin. Mine, my wives, our bloodlines, everybody viewing now, everybody that's to hear the sins of those around us in the individual places that we live. And the sins of our entire nation, the sins of the body of Christ across the world, Lord. And, and we thank you that you do have a body and that your body is doing great things on the earth, that great things are happening. And, and that for the promise in these last days that know, those that know their God shall do great exploits. And so, Lord, we want to come to know you more and let your name be magnified in all the earth. In the name of Jesus, Father. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight I want to talk about love. It's going to take love to walk in holiness. 
It's going to take love to have compassion. And I, I'm telling you with the mess that's going on today, and uh, it's a mess. And, and even born-again, spirit-filled Christians can get caught up in the trap <laughs> of wanting to call people fools or condemning them. And, and yet, Lord, I'm just grateful that somebody didn't condemn me before I got saved. That somebody took my name and lifted it up before the throne of God. Because the truth is, I lived a very foolish life. And one of the things is, and, and I, it is, a, I mean, you cannot belittle the mess, but you have to magnify God. <laughs> we have to magnify God. And we've got to pray for those. The Bible says, pray for those that despitefully use you. Bless your enemies. That's the words of our Lord. And He gave us those words to keep us out of a trap. <laughs> and that trap is the trap of bitterness, the, the trap. Listen, if, if I pray, if you hurt me and I pray for you, well, then what's the enemy got in me? He has nothing. So we're going to have to yield to the Lord. We're going to have to walk in love. I mean, you look, listen, I, I don't wish that on any of us here. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I do know what's going to happen, but none of us know exactly how our lives will play out before we step across into eternity. But you look at guys like the, the, the where the voice of the martyrs came from, and the man's in a Romanian prison, and they tortured him. They tortured him. And you know what? He loved them so much that even the commodore of the prison came to the Lord. Because instead of returning evil for evil and doing what a normal man would do, I mean, only by the grace of God could you do that, but when they would hurt him, he would bless them. Now, that's incredible. So, we're not there at this point. But how many know that we, we need to walk this out, the persecution? Let me tell you something. I, I'm just going to go here, and I don't condemn anybody, because fear, listen, if you're not in fear, thank God you're not in fear. I mean, that, that fear can grip people. And by the grace of God, we're walking in faith. Amen? But but we had something released upon the world in this nation that was designed to take us to another place, and that would have been that disease, and that other place was really the remedy. Because what they're calling the remedy will change you. It will... It, it, listen... Man doesn't need to be playing with man's DNA. Okay, that's that's just plain as can be. We don't even need to be playing with animals' DNA, other than maybe like kind to for animal breeding. You know, it's still like kind. But once they pop that DNA bubble, and man was able to come in and do that, well, then everything's off the table. And even though the subject matter tonight is going to be about love, I feel like I need to go here because I want to tell you that a hundred and something years ago they began to preach about evolution and 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 things and first of all there was one man that wrote a deal that basically made the earth in a as if these chasms, the Grand Canyon, these amazing things were done over a long, 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 long period of time instead of the flood. Now when you deny the flood <laughs> 
And the very fact that it happened, you deny accountability to the living God. You deny accountability to the God who created the flood, who, to the God who sent the flood. Okay? So that was step one. And step two then was when Darwin came along and he tagged off of that and he started talking about evolution and the evolving of things. And with the evolving of these things and the supposed finding of these uh, ancient humans, and I mean, if you, anybody searches, you're going to find out there were bones over here and bones over here and bones over there. And there may have been ancient humans, but that's a different story. But they weren't apes that turned into men. On a funny note, uh, what they call Cro-Magnon and those things and Neanderthals that have the huge foreheads, well... Scientifically, your forehead never quits growing. Pre-flood, those people lived to be 900 and something years old. Well, it would only make sense you'd have a big old honking forehead. <laughs> you lived to be 900 years old. Darwin, evolution, won't even scientifically fit. Everything is so intricately intricately made and connected in God's realm that you, you can't skip process. You can't. It won't work. But the whole purpose of Darwinism was to deny creation. But even beyond that, it was to make human beings consider themselves just another animal who would evolve. Just another animal who would evolve. If you think that you're just another animal that can evolve and it is going to evolve over the course of time, then, I mean, how many know that if you want to be honest, we are not evolving, we are devolving. We are devolving. Our genetics are going to pot. Adam was a, 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 an amazing human being, I promise you. And what has happened is our genetics have gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then when you top that off with bad food, like in our nation, then, then I mean, you want to know what the greatest industry in the nation is? It's what's called the health industry. Because we're so sick. And it's also why people depend so much on what the medical field says. I'm not anti-doctor, but I'm anti-excessive pharmaceutical. <laughs> anti-pharmakia, anti-destruction through medicine, anti-non-repentant run to the medicine instead of to God and listen to the Holy Spirit. We, we have to go to Him. We have to begin to go to Him. So back to this. Do away with the flood. Do away the accountability. Turn man into an evolving animal who's going to evolve now. What's coming, listen to me, what's coming is going to be the promise of evolving into a superior being. Promise of evolving into a superior being. And the truth is, what would end up happening is that there would be two classes of people, the super beings and everybody else. But I can promise you that the elite of the world got a better status even for them than they do the next class and then everybody else. And by the way, everybody that doesn't choose to evolve, they will attempt to destroy. Okay? Now, 
We know there's going to be an Antichrist rise. We know there will be a false prophet. We know that there's going to be a compulsion to worship the beast. And that is going to come with the mark. And by the way, I'm going to tell you, along with the mark, so you don't buy, sell, or trade when that day happens. But, but beyond that, I can promise you the carrot will be bigger than the stick. Because the carrot is going to be, we're all going to think alike, we're going to do away with all... Well, by the way, at the same time all this is happening, all the different religions, the, the atheistic things going away. Supernatural beings, the Antichrist, false prophet, chief among them, but supernatural beings will show up and do supernatural wonders. Jesus said that many false prophets will arise doing miracles, signs and wonders. So these things are going to show up, and they're going to offer the solution to everything. And the Bible says the devil deceives the whole world. So they're going to offer the solution. They're going to they're going to offer. Listen, how many know the economy? I mean that we're living in a, a, a <laughs> it's a facade, and many believe they're pushing for what's called a reset. And once one day they'll just say, okay, it's done, we got a new deal. Well, I would call that a counterfeit jubilee. Okay? God had a jubilee. All debts were paid. So guess what? You got everybody in debt in the Western world? You know, this don't apply if you're over there in poverty. But you might want to live and they put a disease on you and then come up with the answer. But, but so, listen. Counterfeit jubilee. So many will enter into the system because they don't want to give up their money. We have yet to see the depths of what is going to happen. Listen, if you're vaccinated, I don't condemn you. I do not condemn you. But I am going to say to you, you made a mistake. You made a mistake. And you allowed unproven technology to put, be put in your body to allow your DNA to be changed. And they, even the ones that did it, don't even know which set of DNA it's going to grab a hold of. And 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 the people that did it, so you, all it takes is anybody that'll do research. I've always done with every teaching I've ever done, every exposition, whether it be Freemasonry, whether it be yoga, whether whether it be tattoos, whatever it is. I've always gone, so I look at. The Christian viewpoint. First of all, I'm going to look at the Bible. Then I'm going to look at the Christian viewpoint. Then I'm going to go to the horse's mouth, so to speak. you got to remember I'm from Texas, so we say the horse's mouth from the people. So so if it was about yoga, I would go see what the yoga masters said about yoga. You know, they say you can't do it without it being spiritual. Okay, and that all the moves conjure up their gods. So maybe you don't need to do yoga if you don't want yoga demons. Okay, if it was young, if it was essential oils, and, and this one really gets people mad sometimes. But I love people. I'm not telling you all essential oils are bad. I'm telling you that you don't want to get Young's Living Oil or DoTerra, the ones that give spiritual qualities to it, and, and teach you how to do things to open your chakra points. Don't touch that. But but we're moving to this place to where they created a problem, now they created the solution, and the reason for the problem was to get the solution. People are that, listen, so people that are, 
Like I said, I don't condemn you, so I want you to hear me. I go to the horse's mouth. I want to go back there. I went on a rabbit trail. Listen. Horse's mouth. Bill Gates, who's one of the primary guys behind vaccines all over the world, out of his mouth, you can find him saying we're going to reduce the world's population through vaccination. That's what he says. Now, it doesn't... You take that statement, and then you've got a guy that, on the other hand, is saying take these vaccines to save lives. Those two things don't fit together. There's something wrong with that. And the stated plan of the elite, and it can be found, look up Georgia Guidestones. There's lots of statements from they want to reduce the world's population and to 500 million people. If they're accurate in their statements of the people, and they may be close, Seven billion people down to 500,000. That's a whole lot of people going away. Okay? That's their plans. And I can promise you, listen to me, if God hadn't made a promise to man, if God hadn't made a promise to man and about a Redeemer, and if God hadn't carried His promise through to Abraham about the one that was coming, and if God hadn't said there's going to be, listen to me, if He hadn't said there's going to be a millennial period where Jesus reigns and rules, and if He hadn't said there's going to be an Armageddon where He destroys all their military, all their forces, if He hadn't said all that, well then, and it, then they would do it. Because they can do anything they want to. But God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. He's not. He will not let them destroy all of mankind. But I can promise you that more are going to be taking the mark of the beast and destroyed than don't. I thank God we're in the camp of those that want by his grace. Okay? But our job is to make a difference for these others. The shot. I'm not saying it's the mark of the beast. I'm saying it's preparing you. And it's doing what they wanted to do. There are testimonies of women that were post-menopausal women hanging around people. Listen, just hanging around vaccinated people. And all of a sudden they start their cycles again. Women that are childbearing age with regular cycles are now becoming irregular just from hanging around somebody that's had the shots. Little children up until babies are bleeding. Well, now, guess what that's messing with? The reproductive system. You want to reduce? First, you bring something to kill the old people. Then you take something to stop the reproduction. We're seeing it bit by bit by bit by bit. Now, what are we going to do? Does that mean we're not going to be out in the world and around people with something? No, it doesn't. But you better pray. You better ask God to shield your body. Because let me let me tell you something. Not only is that going on, but the all these 5G towers I saw last night. Listen, a commercial of, of Verizon, they want to give everybody a 5G phone. Everybody. They'll even pay you to switch and give you a 5G phone. Pay off your debt. When all this COVID was going on at the, at the very beginning, my wife heard the word corona. 
you know, Corona guy, and she what she heard was look it up, and it's an electrical field. So you have a Corona disease, but you have an electrical field that's tied to that. And then I was walking around, and when I looked up Corona, I saw the electrical field. I saw uh, that um, uh, that that the symptoms even of COVID and some of the were were a mirror of what happens when somebody's radiated. Okay. Then, then I kept hearing the internet of everything. The internet of everything. The inter- I mean, the Lord must have spoke that to me 50 times. And then I began to look. And I studied the 5G, which, by the way, like this vaccination, never was tested for safety. Because it's, it's not safe. It will not pass the test. There are 42,000 satellites been put up to be connected with all these towers that went up while everybody was locked down. I mean, we left our town. I mean, I remember riding in town. All of a sudden, there's all these towers. Boom, 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 boom. They're a mile and a quarter apart. That's the distance 5G will travel. 5G, the technology of 5G is a stronger technology, more powerful technology in strength, but it's short range. So they had to put towers up everywhere. And now they're connecting these satellites. Now, what does that mean for us? So now you have this shot. It's putting things in you. People are sticking magnets to their arm, and it's sticking. I've seen it on YouTube, but we had personal testimony just today from a friend whose family had that. They're placing things in our body also enable, listen to me, to be able to project emotions to us. So to broadcast sadness or broadcast fear. Now, can I tell you, after telling you all that, that it's not telling you that to be in fear of whatever they're going to do? We can't out-technology what they're doing, but we got a king that's bigger than whatever they do. They, they are manipulating the earth, wind, fire, and rain that our king made. <laughs> so every one of our bodies is made of earth, wind, fire, and rain. The elements. The witchcraft. Whenever those demons are operating, they were always manipulating earth, wind, fire, and rain within us. We are made of dirt. We've got water in here, the breath of life. We have air, and we have electricity flowing through their nervous system. So when they're manipulating things, and when they're doing things to make us sick, they're interfering with that natural process. God, when he fixes us, (laughs) is repairing what's been damaged in those areas. So I'm saying all this before I even go into the main body of what I'm going to say tonight because we need to pray against those things. You pray over your food? Really, why are we praying over food? We're thanking God for it, but we're also breaking the curse that came on the ground. We're we're applying the blood to our food that it would be sanctified and made healthy for us. Now you got air that might be full of poison. Not to mention I ain't even gone into the chemtrail part. You've got, I have noticed, now listen to me, I've gone out, been around people vaccine, and then felt my body shift and had to pray to be delivered of what was projected at me. So we need to pray when we go out. If you've had the shot, now listen to me, please. I was at a men's meeting or at a meeting the other day in a church that we go to. 
friend of mine's a pastor. And we're at this meeting, and there was a man sitting there, and he's a good man of God, and I had taught in this church symbolism the week before. So on that symbolism, I hit on dream catchers and totem poles and all sorts of stuff. Well, this man comes in, and, and he's sitting there, and he says, Randy, he said, I went home got rid of two of those dream catchers. I said, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And, and then I began to talk to him about getting the junk, and that's the whole point. And, and Meryl hit on it earlier. We've got to get the junk out of it. The Bible says, come out of her, my people. Come out of Babylon. You know, there's Babylon in our heart. It's a mess. You know, the works of the flesh are there. And then there are things in this world that we need to do our best to come away from. And really, I mean, you're not going to get away from every elemental thing. I mean, don't do drugs, don't drink, don't smoke, all that. That don't have to go. I mean, if you want to be healthy and if you want to be in the anointing and walk in the anointing of God, okay? But but what do you put in these eyes? What are we putting in the ears? What are we listening to day or night? Listen, I could I could sit and talk with you about every all for hours about all sorts of stuff that I've seen going on. But if I put my focus all on that and take my focus off the love of God, then I'll be absorbed with what's going on and I'll be derailed from the walk that the Lord calls me to walk on. So and I have to be mature enough and I know some people that aren't because they're getting bent and they're getting scared. Don't be scared. Back to this man. He says I got rid of the dream catchers. I got rid of this stuff. And I said, well, that's a good thing, brother, because in the times we're going to, let me tell you something. They released the disease in order to bring a shot, in order to take us to a new place, in order to accomplish what they wanted to do to take us to a new place. And I said, and I, and I said, and we don't even begin to know the damage that that shot's going to do to people. And I looked at him, and I could see it on his face, and I said, did you get the shot? And he said, I did. And I said, you, you need to repent. And he said, God's been dealing with me. I prayed with him. We repented. He confessed it as sin. I broke the curse. I commanded the demons out. I prayed for a reversal of any damage to his DNA. I asked God to repair his bloodstream and to restore it to as if it never happened and repair it. And I saw the change come over him. And then he, I said, ask the Lord what he would say. And he asked the Lord, and the Lord said, it's out. It's done. Now, I said earlier that Daniel said, those that know their, love their God, that love, know their God shall do great exploits. I prayed that. They will do great exploits. So those of us with understanding and, and that have not done that are going to need to be praying to reverse things. For There are Christians. How many know? Everybody here. You're a Christian. You're born again. Many of us have walked in deliverance. You ever stumble? <laughs> you ever miss something? Yeah. And and raised up like we've been raised up to believe every word that these that until the last probably ten years, every word that came down the pike from our government and the media and all of that was said. And and now we're finding out they're lying about everything. Everything. Even the good. <laughs> Even the good guys are lying if there are any, okay? So, listen, we've got to be ready to pray. 
And we've got to be ready to believe God because some of these folks are going to need help. And, and if we'll get the junk out of us and keep walking with the Lord, then the more that we do that, the more that He shows us, the more truth that we get. And if we do that, then God will use us to compel many to righteousness, to help people get healed, and to reverse this decision that they've made. You know, if God can heal a liver if somebody's got cirrhosis because they drank for 20 years, I'm quite sure he can reverse this too. And I believe he confirmed that to me with that man because I had been saying this is what's so. Now, I just pray, and I want to add one thing. I may, I don't, I, I had a dream in the middle of COVID. And, I, and when I say in the middle of COVID, I had it. <laughs> I know the reality of the sickness. So I had it. And in that dream, I saw a bat. And that bat was neon. Neon all on the outside. It was a black bat, but it was neon all the way around the outside. Bright neon green, like an incandescent light, lit up. And all the veins were lit up. And instantly, I woke up. And I knew these things. I saw the bat. And it's just the way the Lord works with me sometimes. He shows me one thing, and I know a lot all of a sudden. He shows one thing, but I know more than what he showed me. And what happened, he showed me this bat, and instantly I knew there was bat DNA in the disease itself. I knew there was monkey DNA in the disease itself. I knew that I had to forgive everybody involved with the creation, the financing, and the transmission of that disease and break soul ties with them. I knew that I had to break soul ties with everybody who might have passed it on down the line. And I did. And I forgave them. And I broke the soul ties. And I commanded the spirits to came in, come out. I commanded the spirits that came in through the bat DNA to get out. The spirits through the monkey DNA to get out. Spirit of infirmity to get out. And when I did that, everything shifted. It just shifted. I mean, it was a shift. And the healing began. Now, that same prayer, we've had people... Well, and then, by the way, before I move on to that, I just want to say this. I read a few weeks back that the Russians did autopsies on people that had COVID. And what they found out was that they had thickened blood. Their blood was so thick that they got blood clots and that it was a radiated bacteria disease, not a virus. Radiated. See the bat? Neon, radiated bacterial disease. The Russians treated their people with aspirin to thin the blood and the equivalent of what we call ivermectin over here, which is what we treat by the way, animals to kill parasites with. <laughs> and and it's an effective treatment. Ivermectin, aspirin. Now, my wife, we got that disease in September. Back six months later, a few months back, she's starting to feel bad. I mean, she's making statements. Her mind's not right. I mean, and we're going, my God, well, you know, you devil, confusion, what is that? So she went on with these friends of ours to have a clinic, 
and just to see what was wrong. And they could they went to draw her blood, and they couldn't draw it. Still, they couldn't draw it. Three days of aspirin, they could draw her blood. She was fine. But I believe that one of the reasons that that came about and the Lord allowed it to happen is so that we could see to help somebody. Aspirin. 300 milligrams a day. I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you. You know, that's one of the treatments. It's also a preventative. Now, we had friends in the hospital. One man was in there. And he, he was in there, and their, treat, their treatments wasn't working, and he was going south, and his wife called. I sent her the prayer. She went in there and says, Honey, you trust me? Yes, I do. Can, will you pray this with me? Yes, I will. They prayed it over him. The next day, he was let out because he turned immediately. How many know that God will give us words of knowledge to help us? And how many also know that this battle that we're in is spirit, soul, and body? Spirit, soul, and body. And I, I have come to, to see and I believe that, that one of the things the enemy has always come against the mind in order to get the body. And sometimes things happen to the body that get the mind. But this seems like in these last days, in these times that we're in, the primary attack is the body to try to capture the mind. Attack the body to capture your mind. We're spirit, soul, and body. We have a great God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the enemy's defeated. I pray for anybody right now in the name of Jesus that has that disease, that you're able to forgive everybody. You let them all go. We sever the soul ties. We send those souls where they belong. We call yours back to you. We break the demonic bridges. We break the power of the spirits that came through the DNA, that of the bat, that from the monkeys in the name of Jesus, and we command all of that to go. And, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, that their DNA be restored to what it's supposed to be, in the name of Jesus. And for any that took the shot, I would treat it, listen, it's just like anything else. I'm saying I don't condemn you, but I'm telling you, you want to deal with this. It would be almost like getting a tattoo, okay? If you got it, you got it. You're not condemned. Just don't do it again. Repent and get set free. It's not too late. But the day comes, listen to me, the day comes when they're going to offer solutions that will be too late. If you take the mark, it's done. Lake of fire, because you won't be human anymore. That's why. Jesus came to redeem Adam. If you become non-human, you're not of Adam anymore. He is the last Adam. You can't be saved. And it'll be the lake of fire. So I just bless you to be free and to be made whole. And I gave you a pattern. This is being recorded. It'll be available. But I'm just telling you, break those ties. Break the deal. God is a reversal of what the enemy means for harm. God will turn to good. So tonight, having said all that, the subject matter is love. And the reason I said all that is because I love you. I don't want you to be destroyed. I don't want you to be destroyed. If you Listen, if you're of childbearing age, have babies. If you're married, 
It's good to have babies. It's good to have children. You're building God's family. Some people say, well, should we do that in the times we're in? Well, every, everyone created is brought up in the fear and admonition. It's your babies. It's your covenant. Don't be afraid to live. Don't be afraid to live. Make wise preparations as the Lord shows you and trust God. Nobody's ever been guaranteed anything other than, other than an eternity. We got an eternity with God. We got an eternity the other way. Ain't none of us here have a guarantee of tomorrow should the Lord decide it's our time to come home. None of us. And the reason all the things that have happened in our nation is because and, and across the world is because man is afraid to die. I'm not looking to die. I want to live a long life. The Lord promised me long life and salvation. I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to enjoy my life, to enjoy my wife, my children, my grandchildren, body of Christ, people I love. To make a difference, to get to snatch these people out of the mouth of the devil. But Lord, it's going to be marvelous when we go home. So why would I want to fear that? And if you are fearing that, it's because you, 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 there's something, the gospel is good news, but there's a compartment that hasn't reached. There's a compartment in your soul that hasn't reached. The good, the good news hasn't got there. Because if I'm not... Listen, what does the enemy have on me? If I'm not afraid of dying? If I'm not afraid of getting sick? If I'm not afraid of being broke? If I'm not afraid that God can't fix things? Listen, what has he got? He has nothing. But he's a fear devil. But our God is a faith God. 1 Corinthians 13.1 I may speak in the language of... I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 13. I may speak in the language of humans and of angels, but if I don't have love, I'm a loud gong or a clashing cymbal. I may have the gift to speak what God has revealed, and I may understand all mysteries and have all knowledge. I may even have enough faith to move mountains, but if I don't have love, I am nothing. I may even give away all that I have, and give up my body to be burned. But if I don't have love, none of these things will help me. One of the fruits of the Spirit, or the fruit of the Spirit, the very first one is love. The Holy Spirit, when we're being taught about the fruit, it's the operations of the Spirit of God. The Spirit is there to cause things to happen in people's lives that bring them more in tune with God's purposes on earth. When the Spirit starts changing someone, it shows as a growth in character, a change in their way of life that is good for the people they live among. How many know when the fruit of the Spirit is working in us, it's good for those around us? They start actually being the person of love that God calls us to be. This change in character and the way of life breeds the fruit of the Spirit. Like fruit grown by a tree, it can feed people. Fruit out of a tree feeds people, feeds wildlife. That fruit of the Spirit from us was spiritual food for other people around us. From ancient times to today, abundant fruit from an orchard is seen as a cause for hope and celebration. Abundant spiritual fruit brings hope, and it's worth celebrating. Paul's description of the fruit begins with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Love is the anchor. Love 
is the is the foundation. And that word love he gave there was the agape, agape kind of love. I believe it's really agape for the, any Greek scholars out there. But it's the agape kind of love. It's the kind of love that is incredible, the love for God, that God so loved the world. What? What? He loved the world. Man, this world's a mess. He's talking about the people in the world. There's, there's much not lovable, but he loves. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Paul follows that list by saying against such things there's no law. He's talking about the fact that the religious authorities and, the, and, the, and were generally positive towards the life with these characteristics. He, he was saying, he was saying, look, it, there's, listen, life in the Spirit in Christ Jesus transcends the law of sin and death. Listen, I know people that are living a life that you would call holy. Check, 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 but they don't love people, so they're unholy. Living a holy life but not loving people is not a holy life. You broke the commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength, or, or your heart, mind, and soul. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, listen, if we're not doing that, then even if I'm not drinking, smoking, drugging, womanizing, cussing, fighting, doing all that, I'm still breaking the most important law, the law of love. Even staunch enemies of the church sometimes find love appealing. <laughs> They're known to be positive characteristics of almost everyone, everywhere, in almost every land. Fruits come from God because they're the way God is. So wherever God is at work, the fruit are what it's like. As you live in this fruitful way, you're being drawn closer to God and integrated more into God's purposes. As you grow closer to God, you're going to think, act, and live more fruitfully. John 14:15 says, If you love me... Keep my commandments. 14.23 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. The Lord says, If you love him, you do what he says to do, the Father and him will come live with us. Man, that's glorious. Aren't you glad you're born again from above? Aren't you glad? The Lord chose you as a dwelling place. Luke ten twenty seven and answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Thirteen thirty four of John, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. You know, in the in the in the in the in the uh, one of the psalms says how pleasant it is when the brethren dwell together in unity. I'm going to tell you the primary thing. One of the primary things going to separate those that are truly born again and those that really are going to love God first and love man. It's going to be that. And those that are just in a religious camp, whether it's a religious camp that's legalistic or whether it's a religious camp that's hyper-grace, those that truly serve God are going to love one another. They're going to love one another. And they're going to fight for the ones... That, you know, there's a lot of God's people. There's a lot of God's people. They love God, but they're blind to a lot of things. 
Okay? But they love God. So those that know more are compelled to intercede so that they might see. You know, you, you get born again, or you, you first come to the Lord, you come to the revelation that you are a sinner and you need a Savior, and Jesus did it, and you're drawn by the Spirit, and you get saved, you get born again in that transaction. But then maybe later you start learning that God will heal you. Or you learn that He'll provide for you. Or you learn that He'll deliver you. And those are all aspects of what God does for His people, but not everybody sees it. They, they only see to the level of their blindness. And Paul said, he even said, we all see through a glass dimly. So how many even know we need to keep growing and keep learning and God show us more because we want to know more of you? Amen? So we need to fight for those that are blind. John thirteen thirty five. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. I know Christians that won't hang around any Christians. They, I mean, they say, oh, I love God, but I ain't going to church. I don't want to be around them people. <laughs> well, listen, if you ain't going to hang around God's people, well, then you may love God, but you're not being obedient. But he said, if you love him, you're obedient. So you got to question the whole thing. So if you don't want to be around God's people, then how in the world are they going to know that you love one another if you won't have anything to do with one another? John seventeen twenty six. I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Jesus telling the Father, I have declared to them my name, and I will declare that the love that you have loved me with will be in them, and I'll be in them. Jesus said we're to love one another five another five times in the gospel. Now, I'm quoting out of the King James, so as I start bringing statistics here, it'll be out of that. You know, it'll vary some different translations, but the point will certainly be established by more than two or three witnesses. Luke 6.35, But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and evil. Thank you, Lord, that you were kind to me when I was unthankful and evil. Practicing that way. Amen? Luke 6, 27, But I say unto you which here love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Here's the word of the Lord through Paul. Romans 5, 5, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. 8, 28 of Romans, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called upon it according to His purpose. 12.9, let love be without dissimulation. That means to disguise or conceal it or have a false appearance. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. 12.10, be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. Romans 13.10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Galatians 5.13, For brethren, you've been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Ephesians 1.4, According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Ephesians 3.17, That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Ephesians 5.2 
and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given us for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Philippians 1.9, In this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and all judgment. Second Timothy 1 and 7, listen, I talked about all the junk and that we can't fear. Well, here's, here's your standard-bearing Scripture. I mean, you can take, there's a hundred more. I mean, God said, fear not, more times than you can count almost. But here's 2 Timothy 1 and 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Peter said, Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. 1 Peter 1.22 says, Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. 1 John 3.14 We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loves not his brother abides in death. In death. 1 John 4.11 Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. 4.12, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and His love is perfected in us. I'm going to finish the Scriptures here with these two. 1 John 4.18 and 4.20. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment, he that fears is not made perfect in love. I would say to anyone listening that the question to ask God if you're in fear is where am I not operating in perfect love? Where am I not receiving perfect love? What is blocking my reception of perfect love that I can operate in perfect love? Because it just says right there it has no torment and it casts out fear. He that fears is not made perfect in love. First John 4.20 If a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? I watch people sometimes, it's kind of funny, and you go back to unforgiveness and bitterness, and people will try to anchor on the scripture that Jesus said, go to your brother and if he repents, forgive him. And ignore the 50 others that say forgive one another. <laughs> you know, think, you know, listen. And I, and I watch those people, and they always got a stronghold. Even if there's, if they got a stronghold there, listen. Just let them go. Jesus, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Ain't nobody around him was repenting. Maybe a few. <laughs> But not no, the ones that you're saying, forgive them, they weren't. The centurion was sitting there going, oh my, that, this truly, this is the Son of God. He had a repentant heart. I, I believe he's cheering us on right now. Forty-nine verses are found in Scripture that say love God. Love the brethren seven times. Love one another nine verses. What does love look like? According to 1 Corinthians 13, it suffers long. It's patient. It's kind. Love doesn't envy. It does not parade itself. It's 
not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. You know, if if, if somebody cuts you off going down the road and you're doing this at them, you're kind of missing on the perfect love right there. Maybe we just need to bless them. Uh, <laughs> maybe we just need to bless them. I, I, what I do is bless them and I ask God to make sure they don't cause a wreck and hurt themselves or somebody else, right? And I ask God to touch their day because they all see missing on something right there. They need a little help from the king, right? Love is not provoked. One time me and my wifey were driving to the panhandle of Texas and we'd been in a little pattern of picking on each other a little bit. Fun picking. It was a little sarcasm. And we're listening to a guy named Ed Young at the same time as I'm back on the radio many years ago. It's not the young Ed Young, but the old Ed Young. He's a pastor of a big Baptist church down in Houston. And and he starts going through this, and he starts talking about not provoking. And she's in one car, and I'm in the next. And we both get convicted, pull over to get gas, and get out and say, I'm, I'm sorry, honey, <laughs> for provoking you. Huh? By the way, sarcasm is the devil's language. It always cuts people. It never builds them up. It has no grace in it. So if you're sarcastic, you might want to start asking God to help you with that. You do a whole teaching on sarcasm. Sometimes, in, and what happens with sarcasm, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny, and then it's not funny, and somebody gets hurt. And then the one that hurt them says, well, I was just kidding, but it hurt them. So why do we want to even mess with something that would hurt somebody? It is not provoked. It does not think evilly nor rejoice in sin. It rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It does Listen, believe all things doesn't mean you believe every wind and doctrine and all the other mess and all the, all the mess that comes along. And we're in the information age. You, you can hear all sorts of stuff. But it believes all things means God is capable of doing something in every situation that he's bigger than the issue and that his promises are yes and amen. It hopes all things. It endures all things. You're going to live this life victorious? You're going to have to endure some things. Everybody, listen, everybody has to endure some things. But, you know, when we're enduring, let's remember the promise that we can pass through the fire and not be burned and go through the waters and not be overcome. Right? Promise of God in those things. Definition of love found in the dictionary. Unselfish. Benevolent concern for one another. Brotherly concern. The object of brotherly concern or affection. Self-denying, self-sacrificing, Christ-like love, which is the foundation of all other graces. Unselfish, loyal, and benevolent. High esteem, which God has for His human children. And the high regard, which they in turn should have for Him and other people. To love, to have affection for someone, to be like, to be a friend. The love of brothers for each other. Definition of love in action. How many know that this is an action life we're supposed to live? We used to go to a ministry. They had talks. One was called piety. next one was called study. The next one was called action. And the piety was one that says you give your whole life to God, basically. It's, it's about sanctifying, coming out of holiness, giving Him your life. Study meant learn the Word of God. How are we going to know the truth if we don't read the truth? 
But then action, none of the piety, the piety and the study, the purpose of those things is to empower the action. So let's look at scriptural descriptions. We're told to build each other up. First Thessalonians. Look out for each other's best interests. Philippians. Bear one another's burdens. Galatians. Be kind to each other. First Peter. Hospitable. Honor and respect one another. Romans 12. Serve one another, Galatians. Admonish each other. You know, it's kind to encourage one another. You know, if I really love you and you're about to hurt yourself or you're doing something wrong and it's going to destroy you, it is kind and loving of me to tell you that you're, you've got a rattlesnake in your pocket. <laughs> now, how I do that determines the quality of the interaction. If I come in and do it like I couldn't do it, well, then nobody receives that well. But if I'm coming in saying, man, I love you, you love God, this is bad for you. I know you love the Lord. Let me pray with you. Let's get you reset, right? Then we help each other. Love confesses its sins to each other. It forgives each other. We think of one another. We're not judging each other unrighteously. We accept each other. We do not be a stumbling block, Romans 15:13. We regard each other as more important than ourselves, Philippians 2:3. So what are some hindrances to walking in love? One of the main messages that comes through loud and clear is the extreme importance that God the Father is placing on that everyone learn how to love Him, to love ourselves, to love one another, and to even go as far as to be able to love our enemies who will try and hurt us. Our abilities as fallen humans is very limited. That's why it's so important for us, each and every Christian, to work closely with the Holy Spirit to get the fruit of the Spirit manifesting in our lives. It's only when the love of the Holy Spirit starts to flow and enter into our personalities that we can even begin to love God, to love ourselves, to love one another, to any degree or intensity that God would really like to see in us. You know, I've really come to understand, you, you, if you can only worship God in spirit and truth, uh, you ain't got it. I don't have it. We have to have it given in order to give back. <laughs> He's, we can't even, our flesh doesn't enter His presence. Only the Spirit. And we get the junk out and let the goodness of God come in. And when it comes in, it'll come out and it'll go back up and give Him His glory. So we go through our sanctification process. The quality should be, the number one quality should be to seek Him to put onto the core of your soul and personality His love. For Christ to be formed in us, His type of unconditional love has to be received and pursued and given. The Holy Spirit will, with your permission, get this quality imparted into your soul, into your mind, into your emotions. It is extremely important in our walk with the Lord. You can be the greatest man of God and have some of the greatest gifts of God flowing through you, but if you're not walking with all this in the spirit of love and humility, it's for naught. God will use you to bless others, and you're walking outside of His fellowship. You can go through repeated deliverance and not walk in love, and your soul and body will be a revolving door for demonic oppression. 
If we refuse to be filled with the Holy Spirit and His love, we will receive and produce fruit from the enemy manifesting in the works of the flesh. So we're going to confess, repent, renounce, cast out demons, and pray for healing. If that's all right with all who are listening. If you'll you'll repeat with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for saving me. I thank you, Lord. And if you can't keep up uh, repeating, then just agree. Just agree. I thank you, Lord, I'm saved because I've repented and received Jesus Christ as my Savior. And by his blood I am cleansed, and by his stripes I am healed. I confess now to you, Father, in Jesus' name, that I and my ancestors have failed to love you, to love ourselves, to love our neighbors as you have commanded. I confess impatience, unkindness, envy, bragging, boasting, pride, haughtiness, rudeness, being angry and provoked is sin. I confess that I have judged and thought evil of others. I confess rejoicing in sin and not the truth. I confess that is sin. I confess I'm not born all things as love commands. I confess I've failed to believe in your goodness to help me overcome as well, and having given up on other people is hopeless. I confess that I've not endured trials in your love, but have complained and even hurt others instead of praising you, Yahweh Elohim, and walking in Jesus' love as my answer. I confess that I've torn down the brethren, failed to look out for their interests, failed to bear burdens, failed to give honor and respect. I confess I have failed to serve and admonish the saints as your word instructs. I confess I've walked in unforgiveness and failed through pride to confess my faults and be healed. I confess that I've been thoughtless and often improperly judged other saints and the lost. You know, judging the lost, they're lost. <laughs> Judge right, wrong, they're lost. They're acting like lost people. And the saints, if they're saints, they're acting like people trying to walk it out. We need to fight for each other. I confess I've been thoughtless and often improperly judged other saints in the lost. I confess I've rejected others and at times been a stumbling block to them. I confess that I've failed to regard others as more important than myself and that I have returned evil for evil. Mm -hmm. I confess that I have not prayed for my enemies. I now repent for all these sins and every other sin, both personally and generationally, that would hinder me from walking in the fullness of your love. I forgive all who I have charged. I repent in Jesus' name and through Jesus' blood and receive cleansing and healing according to your holy word. I renounce all unloving works as defined in my confession as well, and any not mentioned in Jesus' name. I break every curse, both generational, self-generated, and imposed on me by others that would hinder the walk of love I'm called to in Jesus' name. I now bind the strong man assigned to my family lines in Jesus' name. I bind the gatekeepers, the internal strong men, the rulers, Chief rulers, princes, chief princes, in Jesus' name. I command the nobles to attach to the princes in Jesus' name. I bind all nobles and princes. I bind the shields and hidden works of darkness in Jesus' name. I bind and gag and blindfold all demonic scanners, spies, sentries, messengers, 
in Jesus' name. I bind all demonic horsemen, birds, and witchcraft spirits spent against me in Jesus' name. I bind up all demonic, and I break up all demonic confederacies sent against my life in Jesus' name. I break every assignment sent against my life by Baal, Jezebel, Leviathan, Python, the Queen of Heaven, Queen of the Coast, any fallen angel in Jesus' name. I ask you, Yahweh, for and I thank you for your holy angels sent by you into the heavenlies and here on the ground to do battle on my behalf in Jesus' name. I command the iron fetters broke, the brass doors knocked down, the chains broken. I command the demons assigned to, to the curses broke in Jesus' name. I command any squatters to leave in Jesus' name. I command all the demonic evil water to be dried up in Jesus' name. I declare that rivers of living water flush out the rivers of death and marine spirits have to leave in Jesus' name. I declare that as you demons are called out, that you have to leave because of the Scripture in Luke 10, 17 and Mark 16, 17, which give me authority and declare what believers can do. I submit to Yahweh, Yeshua, Jesus, and the devil and demons must flee. Say that with me. I submit to Yahweh, Yeshua, Jesus, and the devil and the demons must flee. In Jesus' name. I humble myself before God, and my Father gives grace. I am going to eat the children's bread. Say this with me. I submit to Jesus' authority through His body, the assembly, and agree that all satanic, fallen angel, and demonic entities have to flee me as the Lord's ambassador commands in Jesus' name. Now, Psalm 107.20 said He sent His word and healed, say this, me, and delivered me from my destructions. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits, who forgives all, say it, my iniquities and heals all my disease. Psalm 103.4, Who redeems my life from destruction, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. I thank you, Father, for healing my mind, my will, and my emotions from any damage done by the demons. I thank you, Father God, for taking away any unholy and unhealthy cellular memory. I thank you, Lord, for repairing the sound, the light, the numbers, the letters, the chemicals, and frequencies in my DNA. I believe it is your will to heal me, and I receive, I receive healing in Jesus' name. Now, if you would, at this point, if you're new to this, spirits come out, typically through the breath. If you're not new to this, then you know what to do. If, the, if you're willing, start breathing. If you cough, sneeze, yawn, burp, don't stop it. Don't put your hand up and say you're sorry. Don't cover your mouth. Let it go. Somebody may throw up. I don't know. All I know, if they're in me, I want them out. And I don't care how they come out. I just want them out. My 
My, I want to be have this thought, and I tell everybody that I do deliverance with, If it, look, here it is. Father, if it's in me and it does not look like Jesus, I want it out of me. If it won't bow its knee to Jesus without being forced to, I want it gone. So start breathing, if you would. Unloved, unloving, unlovable, rejection, abandonment, ashamed of physical appearance, blocked intimacy, caring about the fear of man, comparing yourself to others, don't feel love, fearful to witness, feel inadequate, feel like God can't use you, feel you're no good, feel like you'd be the last one God would choose, feel like you're a victim, feeling not wanted, feeling of intimidation, feeling that others are unfair to you, feeling that others are persecuting you. Get out. Leave them alone. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Feelings of rejection, inability to express love and affection. Get out. Inferiority, isolation, letting people take advantage of you. Come on. You're, 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 listen, we're not mean to people, but, but you don't have to let people be ugly to you. You can say, God bless you. You don't turn return evil for evil, but you also don't have to absorb what they say. And, and toxic people, this is for somebody. If somebody's really toxic, just learn to respectfully say, well, I'll talk to you later. I love you. And quit eating the toxic food. But you've got to know that you're loved of God in order not to absorb all that's spoken to you. So get out. Come on out. Go, 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 go. Loneliness. Man-pleaser. Martyr complex. Mistrust by others. Mistrust of others. Not feeling acceptable. Not feeling like you belong. Not wanted. Perceived rejection. Get out, get out, get out, get out. You seek approval of men. Self-accusation. Self-rejection. Withdrawal. Unforgivable. Done too much. I've gone too far. I'll bind you. I'll break your power. Perversion of the mind. Get out. In the name of Jesus. You who make the straight path crooked. Get out. In Jesus' name, deaf and dumb spirits, separate from rejection and come out. Come out of those ears, come out of the throat, come out of the tongue. Get out, get out. Accident, accident by burning, accident by drowning, blindness, convulsions, crying, deafness, destruction, dumbness, ear problems. Get out. Emotionless, numb, get out. Dominated by others, bullied by others, doubting salvation, drivenness. Listen, if you ain't saved, get saved. And then know you're saved. If His Spirit's indwelling you, you're saved. Just be quick to repent, quick to forgive. Let Him change you. Everybody listening needs changing. Every day. <laughs> We're on a journey. And then the Bible says, He who started this work in you is not gonna, is not, is going to complete it. And He's gonna do the work until the day of salvation. That's the day of redemption. We get a new body and a new mind. We won't sin anymore. In the meantime, we do battle. False compassion. False burden. Embarrassment. False guilt. False responsibility. Performance. Rebellion. Speak evil of authorities. Come out of God's people. Everybody take a breath. Who will? Take a breath for me, please. Take a breath. All of you. Come on out, 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 out. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Come on, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. In the name of Jesus. Criticizing those in authority. Dishonored parents. Disobedient to parents. Factious. Fighting. I break the curse of dishonoring parents. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Go, 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 go. 
uh, ungodly independence, insubordination, not honoring and reverencing husband, unsubmissive, obstinacy, pouting, quarreling, stubbornness, undermining. Oh, Ahab, get out of there in the name of Jesus. Lord, say this with me, and I'll do this slower. You are my heavenly Father, and I love you. Today, I let my guard down and allow you to pour into me perfect love which cast out fear and reveal to me the fullness of acceptance. I repent for my own rejection of people knowingly or unknowingly. Father, I ask you as your child to show me the ways I've been rejected and the people who rejected me. Even those areas where I just perceived it. I believe, Lord, that you're bigger than the rejection. And I believe that since I'm willing to forgive the people and renounce it, that I will be healed and set free of rejection in Jesus' name. Your servant is listening. Speak, O Lord, to my soul. I ask in Jesus' name. One thing I begin to do with most people that I, I do ministry with is I is I tell them, let's let's all close our eyes and and say, and I don't care if we've been doing this, you know, six months or thirty years. Lord, is there anybody that where I'm still wounded? And close your eyes, and if the Lord shows you, take one hand, chop it in the other, and say, I'm pregnant. And just say, I'm pregnant. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So if he shows you, just chop, say, I break that. I break that. And then when you do that, supernaturally, the soul ties are going to be broken. Every tie of the past will be broken. And the Lord shall heal in Jesus' name. So I'll give it a moment. Lord, if there's anybody, anywhere, that needs to be forgiven. If everybody closes their eyes, they won't have to worry about who may be seeing them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Set your people free, Lord. Set your people free. Anywhere they're hurt. Anywhere there's a wound. Thank you, Father. We let everyone go. And we receive healing. And Lord, I just thank you. I bless your people. Father, I thank you that they are all accepted in the beloved. And if anybody's listening that's not born again, I pray they get it tonight. To say yes to the Lord. To say yes to a life more abundant and, and, and a life with you when this one's over. And so, Father, I pray healing for every mind, every body, every soul. Lord, I ask you to cleanse every, every one of the neurons in their bowels in their heart, and in their mind, the brain. Every one of the neurons cleansed where their emotions have been damaged in the name of Jesus. And every spirit come out of there in the name of Jesus as these neurons are cleansed, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that the bowels be healed and, and, and that they be made whole, Lord, and that where the emotions are seated there in the bowels, the heart, and the mind, and that, Lord, you cleanse that. Cleanse them and make them whole. Make them whole. Spirit. And anywhere their human spirits have been bruised, Lord. 
I rebuke every spirit maintaining the bruising, maintaining the bruising, maintaining the, spirit, the, the twisting. I break your power, and I command you to let them go in the name of Jesus. Everywhere their human spirit's been bruised in the name of Jesus. Even through hope deferred, I break that too in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you. You make all things new. And there's no God like you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 o'clock Central Time with uh, Jerry. Looking forward to seeing her. And then we'll be back at 6 o'clock Central Time. Uh, Randy and, and his wife will be teaching us again. Uh, looking forward to it. Does anybody else have anything to say? Deborah? Uh, no, I just want to uh, just encourage you all, uh, let you all know that, of course, these uh, services are being recorded. Uh, Jerry will be with us, as Brother said, in the morning at 10 a.m., and we just pray that you all have a wonderful evening, that the Lord continue to bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, and give you peace in the name of Jesus. God bless everyone. Brother Kermit, it's good to see you. I think that's it then. We will see you in the morning. God bless all of you. God bless you. This is the end of this message. Our website is www.lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com and lhbconline.com. There are hundreds of free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home. Thank you.